Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension beef educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the April issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Hornflies, Impact and Control Options for Pastured Cattle. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dave Boxler, who's a Nebraska Extension educator and entomologist located at the West Central Research and Extension Center. Thanks for joining me today, Dave. You're welcome, Aaron. Dave, we're sitting here in early April as we record this podcast. and We've had a number of warm days. Uh, this is going to bring on flies earlier than we might sometimes expect. In this article, you highlight different horn fly control options for cattle. Walk through with us some things to think through as we think about the fly itself and also what are some options for control for producers with pastured cattle? Well, you're right with the, the weather being a little bit warmer than average. It's probably going to move the, the emerging fly numbers earlier than normal. In past years, uh, especially when we had a very warm April, uh, I saw significant horn fly numbers occurring around the 19th of, of April, about 10 years ago. So based on our, our current weather patterns, and, and actually when I wrote this article, we were fairly warm. We've had a couple of cold snaps, but I think the extended forecast looks to be warmer than normal for the month of April. So I would encourage livestock producers to be mindful that uh, horn flies may be appearing on their cattle probably a couple of weeks earlier than normal. So that's something to consider. I know it, it's difficult to put together a fly control uh, methodology right now, but it's something that we need to think about because if, if this weather pattern continues, we could actually see some fairly high population numbers toward the end of, of May. In fact, I would, I would expect to see the economic injury level of 200 exceeded by uh, the end of May. So it's very important for livestock producers to start putting a plan together now and get it ready to go uh, when they go to pasture. The horn fly is an impacting fly on rangeland cattle. Its presence in high numbers can certainly reduce uh, milk production, certainly has a negative impact on weight gain, and will affect uh, the grazing patterns and animal behavior during the summer. So we're trying to offset that uh, by providing some means of fly control. We have a, a large variety of methodologies out there, and I think that each management style will probably dictate a certain management technique. So I'd like to kind of go over some that are available now. Dust bags have been around for 50 plus years. They're still quite effective if they're used in a forced use arrangement. If they're uh, set up in a free choice, you can probably expect between 25 and 50% less control from a free choice uh, system. And um, we do have a couple of uh, products to still use in, in a dust bag. And one is uh, Raybon and we have Coral. And then we have a couple formulations of synthetic pyrethroids. The, the Coral has worked very well for me in some of my studies, and I kind of tend to, to gravitate to that particular compound, but it's up to the producer. They, we do still have a few choices there. Back rubbers and oilers are and have been very popular 
And here again, their best used and forced use uh, setup, uh, much like the, the dust bag. Here we have a couple of products such as Coral, Prolate, and Ravap and Permethrin. And I must note that Ravap is considered a restricted use pesticide, and you must be a certified pesticide applicator to purchase and use this product. So that is a word of caution. I also encourage people to use a, uh, a carrier uh, such as uh, mineral oil or drip oil rather than using diesel. Uh, diesel can cause some skin ir irritation issues, so I would gravitate to the mineral oil or drip oil. Uh, and it's worked pretty well for me in, in some of my oiler studies. Animal sprays actually are becoming more widely used than in the past. With the advent of the utility vehicle, a producer can put a small sprayer, a low pressure sprayer in the back of that and actually take the, the sprayer to the cattle, much like a mist blower sprayer, and can make the application out in the pasture. Products available are certainly Coral Prolate, many brands of permethrin. We do have a natural pyrethrin that is available. Ravap and Vapona are labeled for this application, but here again, they're both restricted use pesticides. So I would uh, use those with, with caution and be careful of, of when and how you use those products. Many producers like to uh, use a pour on when they turn the animals out. And that will knock down the population that is on the, the animals at the time of, of application. But those products tend to last anywhere from 7 to 21 days and will have to be reapplied over the, uh, the course of the summer. A word of caution here also, many producers like to use a generic insecticide for fly control. And if you like to preserve your dung beetle population out in your pastures, it is not a good idea to use an indecticide during the summertime or to use a product that contains permethrin and dimelin. And dimelin can also have a negative effect on dung beetle populations. So those are something that, that you need to be aware of. Feed-throughs and, and insect growth regulators have been widely used and still are used. And as the animal takes the material in via a salt or a mineral or even a mineral block, product is excreted into the manure and it kills the developing hornfly larvae within that manure pat. They are effective in killing the larvae that are within the manure pat, but they have no effect on the adult hornfly. And this is where this particular technique may be somewhat compromised or the control may be masked by immigrating hornflies from neighboring herds. So that's something that you have to be considerate of. Also, you need to ensure steady intake of these materials so that you have the right percent of active ingredient in that manure pad for them to be effective. We have three products available. We have the Altocid or Methoprene, Clarifly, and Raybon. Now, I, I might note that if you do have face flies and would like to control those using a feed-through or insect growth regulator, Altocid and Methoprene have no effect on face fly larvae. Insecticide air tags have been used for about 30 years. We have a lot of different modes of action out there and products available. 
Applying a tag can be a bit tricky, especially timing-wise. I know many producers want to apply the tag early in May and send their cattle out. Well, bear in mind, when you do apply early, that tag is probably going to run its course by uh, the end of July. So at the end of the summer, you won't have any product left. I encourage producers, if they can, to apply the tags in the last week of May or the first part of June. I would also encourage our producers to apply two or tags per adult animal. And if you do provide good fly control on the adult animal, the calf will not have to be tagged unless you have a face fly issue and the, in case the calf uh, must, be, uh, must be tagged also. There is a, um, a note here regarding an insecticide ear tag that we have used over the last 15 to 20 years, and that's a, a ear tag called Warrior. It was manufactured by Whitex Corporation. Well, Warrior had, had two active ingredients. It had diazinon and a product called chlorpyrifos. Well, the EPA came out with a ruling in uh, late February indicating that chlorpyrifos could no longer be used in the United States in this capacity. So if you have any leftover Warrior ear tags from last year, please do not apply those tags this year. Uh, Ytex has introduced a new ear tag to replace the Warrior tag, and it's called Max 40, and it has a 40% concentration of diazinon. Another uh, methodology that we do have that was introduced about 10 years ago, and that's a compressed air application. It looks much like a paintball gun, and it will shoot a, a capsule of insecticide uh, onto the animal. There are two products available, a synthetic pyrethroid uh, and then an abamectin uh, formulation. This particular methodology will provide horn fly control between 21 and 35 days. The last control option, and this really is suited to, for a lot of people who want to raise their animals organically or naturally, and this is a, a, a fly trap. Uh, it's called the Bruce Fly Trap. It's a walkthrough system where the cattle will, will enter either end, pass through an area about 10 foot in, in, in length. And during that process, the animal contacts either strips of canvas or old carpet. And these strips dislodge the flies and the top of the, uh, the trap is, is, is clear or, or has just screen on it. And the animals will be attracted to the light up on top and will fly up there and get caught in some baffles and physically cannot uh, leave the trap. So repeated use of this trap over time can reduce horn fly numbers. It's best used in a forced use situation, much like the oilers and the dust bags. And studies done in Missouri back in the 1980s showed that using this trap in a forced use situation could reduce horn flies uh, by about 50%. So those are the options that we have currently available. We do have to be mindful of uh, resistance, so I would encourage to rotate on an annual basis, especially with air tags or dust. And within a, a summer's uh, fly season, if you're using a spray, I would also rotate modes of action during the summer. Resistance is not going away. We just have to try to manage it. By managing it, we change modes of actions of our products, the way it works on the fly. 
Uh, we are in desperate need of new modes of actions out there. And I got some encouraging news here recently from a couple of industry companies that uh, they are starting to work on some new modes of action. So there's a ray of optimism out there, Aaron, that we may have some new tools coming forward in the next couple of years. Dave, I've also known that you've done some work looking at some potential other strategies, for example, putting uh, strips or tractants around water sites to uh, thinking about like uh, stable flies. What's the status of those kind of tools as a way to have some control? Well, uh, you're, you're talking about uh, some stable fly traps that we've been looking at, and uh, we are going to continue working on that uh, research project. We're trying to uh, determine the number of traps that are required for a certain number of animals. We are trying to sort through some issues currently with these traps. Uh, certainly location is, is critical when it comes to these traps, but it does offer a means of uh, a non-chemical way of reducing at least stable fly numbers uh, in pasture settings. Uh, we are also looking at some natural products or organic products. It would be used as a, as a spray. Uh, these products are comprised of fatty acids, and we've, uh, over the last couple of years, we've determined that these products are, are, are fairly effective, and currently I have a study ongoing. Uh, we're actually entering the second year of that study where we're looking at a particular fatty acid uh, compound that will be labeled organic, and it's going to be applied through an automated sprayer. So this season, we're going to look at the minimum number of applications required to keep the hornfly population below the economic injury level of 200. And um, we're quite optimistic with other uh, natural products that may be forthcoming. So this is kind of uh, a different area that we're, we're focusing on right now to kind of enhance the, the tools in the toolbox for our, uh, our livestock producers. Anything else on this topic, Dave, you'd like to talk about today? Well, I would encourage all livestock producers to use some means of fly control uh, during the summertime. It may require the producer to change the methodology midsummer or especially late summer as hornfly numbers increase. They naturally increase uh, over the summer and peak normally late August, early September. And last year, we saw on untreated animals in, in western Nebraska, hornfly numbers averaging well over 2,000 flies. So the impact of a population level of that nature is significant. So I encourage all of our producers to use something. You may not get a 75% reduction, but you're going to provide some reduction out there for your animals. I would also be mindful to follow the label instructions of the products that you're using. Well, thanks again for joining me today, Dave. You're very welcome. But for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, we have a number of resources on the topic of fly control. Also, if you have specific questions related to pasture fly control, I would encourage you to contact Dave Boxler. He's again located at the West Central Research and Extension Center at North Platte.